0: Welcome to CEO money. I'm Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. All right. I have Dr. Jamie Kaufman on the show with me today. She is the founder and director of Voice Institute of New York and clinical professor of alternate. I, Jamie, you're going to have to help me out with that. How do you Otolaryngology.
1: Otolaryngology.
0: Thank you for saying that. Of the New ENT York.
1: ENT doctor.
0: Okay. Okay. Of uh, the, um, Infirmary for Mount Sinai Medical System. Jamie, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Pleasure, Mike. Huh?
0: All right. You've got a wide range of accomplishments, and I wanted to give a little background on yourself, and then let's move on into, well, the, really, the the conversation about acid reflux and what you're doing in that field.
1: Well, you know, part of the problem is that acid reflux is massively bigger and different than people think it is. Uh, First of all, what I have to say probably has impact for uh, as many as half of Americans. Let me say that again, a half of Americans have reflux. The problem is everybody thinks reflux is about heartburn and indigestion, um, when indeed it's about respiratory disease. So people have silent reflux where reflux comes up uh, into the throat, into the lungs, into the sinuses, And is then misdiagnosed as things like allergy and asthma and sleep apnea and sinus disease and uh, COPD and a whole lot of other diseases chronic bronchitis you name it so that i've pioneered this field and this field is basically um, not well appreciated by uh, the average physician
0: okay what are you doing to change the way the world looks at it and the way that people can become Um, more well use your knowledge to to live better lives
1: well first of all I'm an educator at my core I'm at a stage in my life where I'm much more interested in the future I don't have uh, personal career goals I've written four uh, books for the general public on reflux it's a reflux cycle the first book dropping acid was the first that suggested that diet and lifestyle, the only way you can beat reflux uh, purple pills and they're like actually probably ought to come off the market as being ineffective and dangerous, another topic, which maybe we'll get to. And then I wrote a book called *The Chronic Cough Enigma, and then Dr. Kaufman's Acid Reflux Diet, and most recently, um, Acid Reflux in Children. So it was sort of batted the cycle for uh, books for the general public. I also have a long history as a researcher. Um, I have a thick uh, curriculum vitae looking at the cell biology of reflux, how reflux affects things like the throat, the vocal cords. And we know, for example, that reflux can cause throat cancer and lung cancer, not just esophageal cancer. So the whole question is, how do you make the diagnosis? What are the symptoms? Um, Why don't more doctors know about it? And uh, what can people do? Let's walk through those. Those are good topics. Well, the first question is, what are the symptoms? Imagine, if you will, that the most important risk factor for reflux is eating dinner too late. So you get invited to a dinner party at 8.30 on a Saturday night, from 8.30 to 9, you have a glass of wine and some hors d'oeuvres, then a fancy meal, maybe it's rich, maybe a chocolate dessert, a digestif, and you're home and in bed around midnight. 100% of those people, or 99% of those people are gonna have silent reflux and reflux all night. The stuff is gonna come up and it's gonna sit in the throat. So it's the most common cause, this type of silent reflux of of hoarseness and voice problems. Um, It can be confused with allergies, with sinus disease and asthma. Let me just speak to asthma for a second. Um, When I look at my population of patients who come with asthma, The first question I ask is this, Um, when you have an asthma attack, do you have more trouble getting the air in or out? And if they go in, I go, wait a minute, that's not right. Asthma is only trouble during the expiratory phase getting air out. So of the patients who come to me with asthma, uh, almost 80% of them have reflux and not true asthma. So we spend about $60 billion a year treating asthma Let's pretend half of that is actually reflux. So we have symptoms of a sensation of a lump in the throat, difficulty swallowing, hoarseness, chronic cough, uh, uh, post-nasal drip, uh, sinus pressure and all the symptoms related to the ears. And all of these symptoms can occur in adults without them knowing they have reflux without ever once having heartburn. And so we've looked at the data. And only 17% of patients with reflux in my population of patients have heartburn. And only 7%, that's less than one in 10, has heartburn as the chief complaint, as the main problem, and they come to see me. So what that means is that this thing we call respiratory reflux, or LPR as it's known, um, is ubiquitous. And uh, so a patient goes to the doctor and the doctor says, allergy and puts them on pills or has allergy tests or and so the patients get CT scans of their lungs the patients get sinus surgery the patients get all kinds of things but the post nasal drip goes on um, without change chronic cough is a big one about 10% of, of doctor visits are for chronic cough that's cough of more than four weeks and in my opinion and experience reflux is the biggest cause
0: What are we doing with symptoms, not the symptoms, excuse me, the cures? What are you doing to treat these patients?
1: Well, it's going to sound really dumb when I say this out loud. First of all, when I examine them, I can tell whether they reflux during the day or they reflux during the night. As you might imagine, when you lie down, things might puddle differently. In the old days, we didn't look very carefully in the upper part of the throat. As a laryngologist, I started out... Taking care of just people with voice problems. Remember that laryngology is voice problems. But as time passed, I began looking broader. So I take care of, you know, I'm a sort of a gastroenterologist, otolaryngologist, pulmonologist, allergist, all rolled into one to some extent. And so uh, I began looking and I found that people had nocturnal reflux. So this is gonna sound crazy, but for all the people listening out there, who have problems with breathing, particularly shortness of breath, or inability to take a full breath in, or asthma that's not getting better, or a chronic cough. Um, You have to eat dinner at five o'clock, close the kitchen at five o'clock, sleep on an incline of 45 degrees, eat nothing acidic, low-fat diet, no alcohol, and none of these purple pills, we use uh, Zantac or one of the H2 antagonists, the three H2 antagonists that are available are Tagamet, Pepsid, and, Ta- and uh, Zantac. And we give them before breakfast, before dinner with a double dose before bed. And so if you can stop the reflux for two weeks with a good diet um, and no reflux at night, really working hard. I mean, it's a, it's a detox program. You can't cheat. It's not like, ooh. We just used drugs on Saturday night. This was party night. Oh, we just went out Saturday night to the steak place, and I, you know, popped down the, the two cocktails, a ribeye, uh, a potato with a pound of sour cream on it, and a chocolate dessert, followed by a, 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 a sherry or something. So the, the, this this process of reversing disease is possible, and of course, the GI people think a, a reflux is a chronic disease. Once you have it, you just have it forever. That's not been my experience. In fact, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I had a patient today who was uh, thinking they were doing a good job. They were basically eating early on uh, uh, Monday through Thursday and then uh, for, through the weekend they were bad. Um, and I said, listen, I have three things to say to you about reflux. One, it can only be cured by diet and lifestyle and that's the return of normal function when the inflammation goes away. Two, You can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink and three you can't have your cake and eat it too you know americans think there's a pillar or procedure for everything when you go on tv and you see the the nexium ads they say eat whatever you want and take one of these pills um the fact of the matter is that the proton pump inhibitors of which nexium and prilosec are both in that class a long-term use is associated with an increased risk of esophageal cancer from reflux. Let me say that again. A long-term use is associated with an increased risk of esophageal cancer. And I went sort of, duh, it doesn't stop the disease. It may stop some of the symptoms. And uh, that study is a big study that came out of Denmark, national study, 10,000 patients. And if anyone's interested in looking at the proton pump inhibitors, my website is Voice Institute of New York. I have a blog. And the one on PPIs is called The Last Nail in the Coffin, about uh, apparently people have depression with PPIs.
0: Got it. All right, Dr. Coffin, thank you so much for being a guest on today's show. I look forward to our next interview. Thank you. been fun. You've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for watching with us. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.